Mixed martial arts is wholly unique in that someone can lose and yet somehow truly gain in the eyes of the fans. In other sports, losers are not celebrated. The Buffalo Bills went to four straight Super Bowls in the 90s, something that should be considered one of the greatest achievements in football history. But no, they lost all four. They're losers. The Buffalo Bills are a bunch of failures. Doesn't matter how much heart they showed or grit, nobody cares. Thankfully, the price fighters pay physically lends MMA to far more respect, and today we're going to take a look at 10 losing performances that ended up giving fans a new appreciation for the fighter that came up short. I'm Tommy from MMA On Point, and these are 10 heart-stopping losses that won the fans' respect. Hey. Number 10. Yoshihiro Akiyama's loss to Chris Lieben. Sexyama entered the UFC with very little fanfare, despite the promotion desperately trying to let us know how big a deal he was in Japan. Akiyama steps in into the octagon. He puts on fights, and I think that's why people like him and respect him. The actor, model, musician, judo, and Heroes Grand Prix Tournament champion made his debut at UFC 100, and while the bout was fight of the night, what really put Akiyama on the map, what made him a fan favorite for the brief time he spent on the American MMA scene, was his absolutely brutal fight with Chris Lieben at UFC 116. Round 2 in particular saw both fighters absolutely slinging hands and badly damaging each other but fighting through it. After surviving like zombies, the third round would end with a dramatic triangle choke finished by the Crippler late in the round. It's an all-time great UFC fight, and despite his loss, Akiyama earned his spot in the eyes of the fans as someone who absolutely deserved their respect for his blood and guts style. He would in fact go on to have three fight of the nights in a row, and despite losing four straight, which would normally spell doom for most any non-champion, Yoshihiro would be asked back two years later without having had another fight in any other promotion, a testament to how well he was liked by fans, and it all started with that Lieben brawl. Number 9. Stefan Bonner's loss to Forrest Griffin Tough One had some incredible standout characters. Josh Koscheck, Diego Sanchez, Chris Lieben, Forrest Griffin, Kenny Florian. Stefan Bonner, not so much really. Sure, he was fine, and maybe you agreed with him in his argument with Diego Sanchez about the asparagus, but I certainly wouldn't call him a beloved fighter going into the finale. Then everything changed for him, the UFC, and honestly the sport in general. While a bit sloppy, the normally submission-focused Bonner had one of the greatest brawls ever with Forrest Griffin. It was a slugfest right out of an action film. You couldn't have written a better story to end the Ultimate Fighter, as well as appeal to mass audiences, and that was in large part because of Bonner's absolute disregard for his own well-being, something that would become somewhat of a trademark for him as his career went on. But it was on that night that he won fans purely for the fight. There was no great promo, there was no interesting background context that wasn't shared by his opponent, people simply admired the absolute hell both fighters put each other through, with Bonner of course getting the worst of it. In the end, we all know he lost, but it's a testament to just how awesome that fight was that the UFC offered him the contract as well right on the spot, and from that day forward, he was ingratiated into the fabric of the MMA community. Number 8. Junior Dos Santos' Losses to Cain Velasquez JDS's initial run in the UFC certainly garnered respect and fear, but it didn't really show us the kind of incredible heart and grit that the Brazilian possessed. His first fight with Cain Velasquez lasted all of a minute, with JDS taking the champion's title via one big shot. It would be the rematch and a third fight in the trilogy, however, that truly solidified Dos Santos in the hearts of the fans. Both bouts were absolute beatdowns. The fight at UFC 166, seeing a particularly brutal finish as Junior simply had nothing left close to the final horn. Up to the point of those two bouts, JDS seemed invincible, and while that's an admirable trait, it's certainly not a relatable one. Seeing him get absolutely destroyed for the better part of an hour between these two fights, and still continuing forward as best he could, still looking for ways to win to the very end, and still having his incredible attitude and outlook on things afterwards, you simply couldn't help but love the guy. He may have failed in both of those fights, but he found a spot in the hearts of a lot of fans forever. 
Number 7. Misha Tate's loss to Ronda Rousey It's one of the all-time great rivalries in women's MMA history, Misha Tate versus Ronda Rousey. And while in hindsight, the two have very different legacies today, at the time, Rousey wasn't the reviled figure just yet she would later become. Sure, she had detractors, but this was right after her UFC debut. MMA was still very much in the honeymoon phase with Ronda, and while Tate wasn't seen as a villain per se, she was certainly a foil to Rousey and thus was met with ire by her growing fan base. The Ultimate Fighter season they were coaches on as it was aired would only further the heat between the two parties, as of course the show would focus on the drama between them. The conventional thinking going into the bout was that Rousey would of course win and likely win quickly. She'd never seen a second round in her career, including her first win over Tate in Strikeforce. Misha wasn't even supposed to be her next opponent. If Kat Singano hadn't injured her knee, she would have been the other coach on tough, which is why fans were surprised when Tate pulled off a fight of the night performance in her loss to Rousey. While she never had the champion in too much trouble, her survival and heart through the first two rounds really brought a lot of people around who expected her to simply roll over and take an L. Immediately post-fight, Tate would reach out to shake Ronda's hand and bury the hatchet, a really great sign of respect and something that may not have been as publicized if not for Rousey's reaction, which was to ignore the hand and walk away. Ronda was seen as being a bit of a jerk, Tate was seen as having class, and those two narratives would continue on throughout their careers as well, the missed handshake a perfect microcosm of fans' perceptions. Number 6. Tiago Santos' loss to John Jones there wasn't a lot of buzz around Tiago Santos's title fight with John Jones, not as it related to the challenger at least. Jones is always of interest, but this was seen as just another middleweight coming up to 205 to get their ass kicked by a champion who was increasingly running out of challengers. Santos was known by fans for his devastating power. He went on a three-fight run at light heavyweight to earn his shot with three finishes, but Jones had fought plenty of powerful strikers before. It's not like this was anything new, and much like Apollo 13, prior to there being anything unique about the mission, the bout largely drew disinterest and was seen as one of the weaker International Fight Week headliners. Then the fight happened. The challenger came out strong and won the first round against Jones, but something happened towards the end of the five minutes, something the commentary team would pick up and would be a narrative throughout. Santos's left leg was injured in some way, and while it wasn't entirely clear what happened, something was definitely wrong. Houston, we have a problem. Despite that, Tiago put on a shockingly solid performance against the champion. The first time in a long time, in fact, that many fans weren't sure how the scorecards would play out in a John Jones fight. Santos would become the first fighter to ever beat Jones on a judge's card, but would lose ultimately by split decision. This alone had fans buzzing, but then we found out that for four rounds, Tiago was dealing with a torn left MCL, PCL, LCL, and meniscus, as well as a cracked tibia bone and a tear in his right ACL. The man shouldn't have been able to walk, and he almost beat the greatest fighter of all time. Santos's stock went through the roof, with many fans clamoring still for him to get a rematch with the champion. Number 5. Kelvin Gastelum's loss to Israel Adesanya There have been many ups and downs in the career of Kelvin Gastelum. He won tough as a dark horse, nearly beat Tyron Woodley at UFC 183 after missing weight, a regular issue for Gastelum. He had a win over Vitor Belfort overturned by smoking some weed, then he beat Michael Bisping and Jacare Souza, earning a middleweight title fight at UFC 234. But champion Robert Whitaker was forced to pull out hours before the show with a freak hernia issue, which is normally a situation that would earn sympathy for a challenger like Kelvin, who was there and on weight. But instead, he spent the night parading around with a replica title and saying he was the winner because that's how wrestling meets work. Fans were not into it. He got booed and clowned by Adesanya at the end of the pay-per-view. It just wasn't a good look. All that is now largely forgotten, though, because when Izzy and Gastelum met for the interim title two pay-per-view events later, they put on arguably one of the greatest fights in MMA history, certainly fight of the year. It was a brutal back and forth. Kelvin even had Adesanya on the ropes a few times, it seemed, but ultimately the effort wasn't enough. 
Both fighters showed they could take an absolute beating. It's the type of fight that makes you remember why you love MMA, and all the silly bullshit that preceded it with Gastelum went out the window, as fans were just appreciative they got to see two fighters put it all on the line like that for their entertainment. Number 4. Brian Ortega's Loss to Max Holloway It's not that people didn't like Brian Ortega going into his fight with Max Holloway at UFC 231. T-City was certainly an exciting fighter. He shockingly KO'd Frankie Edgar to earn his title shot here. He had back-to-back fight of the night performances against Cub Swanson and Hanada Moicano. He was on a seven-fight run in the promotion. But there are just some fights, some fights that change how fans see you forever. And for Ortega, it was his brutal loss to Holloway with featherweight gold on the line. This bout was an instant classic. The output in this four-rounder defies understanding. Holloway would throw over 500 punches in those 20 minutes, absolutely battering the challenger. The fight holds the record for the highest strike differential. Chin on Ortega is insane, and uh, what a fight. Most significant strikes landed, most distant strikes landed, and most significant head strikes landed in UFC history. Ortega was hit 307 times. I didn't break the records, actually. Ortega actually did it for me, you know, he's taking a lot of punches, so, you know, this is this is not one-sided, that guy was taking some damage, so, you know, uh... Most of them in the face. Despite this absolute destruction, Brian still managed to land 112 of his own strikes and had a few really solid moments that looked like he might be able to turn the tide. He never quit. In fact, it was the doctor that had had enough before the fifth round. It was a legendary fight, and it takes two to tango. Ortega's legacy will forever be attached to the incredible toughness he showed on that night in December of 2018. Number 3. Yoanni and Jacek's loss to Weili Zhang. You either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become Joanna Violence post-title. Yin Jacek was ultra-popular going into her first fight with Rose Namajunas at UFC 217. In a post-Rousey world, she was seen as the next GOAT, but one that was beloved. Fans felt a little weird about how disrespectful she was to Rose, who was also a favorite, but she still had plenty of support. Then Namajunas shockingly won the first fight in three minutes. That's when things started to change. Joanna was seen as making excuses and not giving Rose enough credit for the win, something that would only be compounded by her defeat in the rematch, this time far more definitively, and fans never fully got over those two losses. The perception was that Yinjacek was a bit of a bully, a bit of a jerk, and a sour loser. Whatever goodwill she'd lost, though, she regained likely entirely and then some in her split-decision loss against the strawweight champion Weili Zhang earlier this year. It is currently a fight-of-the-year candidate, arguably the greatest women's fight of all time, and just an all-around classic, period. With nearly 800 strikes thrown, this back-and-forth battle saw champion and challenger gain the upper hand, and in the end, would leave Joanna with one of the worst hematomas in sports history. The brutality of it all, the skill level shown. While she lost via split decision, this legendary performance, as well as the grace with which she handled the loss, had a lot of fans dusting off their old Joanna violence gear. Number 2. Chael Sonnen's loss to Anderson Silva The level of vitriol spewed by Chael Sonnen in the lead-up to his middleweight title fight with Anderson Silva at UFC 117 was both unprecedented and to many fans, a bit much. This was, after all, Anderson Silva, who many at the time considered the greatest fighter in the world. And while there were certainly detractors, especially after his performance against Damian Maya, Sonnen's antics were seen as foolish by many, the actions of a man who wasn't going to be able to back up anything he was saying. And so, with a great deal of skepticism, and I'm sure for many fans, hopes this loudmouth would get his comeuppance, the MMA world gathered to see if Chael's ass could cash the checks his mouth had written. If I'm wrong, if that doesn't work, this is going to be a very unpleasant experience for me. And to the surprise of many, that's exactly what happened. Sonnen dominated the fight. From nearly the opening horn all the way to the midpoint of the fifth, it was the Chael Sonnen show. He was relentless in his grappling attack. Nobody had ever seen anyone take it to the champion like Sonnen had. Anderson's desperation triangle armbar that would end the fight late in the fifth left fans stunned. 
And while the rematch would be nothing like the first fight, really, Chael Sonnen won the hearts and minds of a lot of doubters, given his incredibly dominant performance leading up to the mistake that cost him. He talked the talk, and he walked the walk. Even better, though, his switch from bad guy persona to real-life human post-fight also led many fans to sympathize and understand what it was Sonnen was trying to do in the lead-up to the bout. You stick a microphone in a guy's face, and he calls out anybody but the champion, and Joe Silva should fax him a pink slip right then. So I don't offer any apology. I'm never going to change. I'm going to go after number one, whoever it is. If it's Anderson, or I, I got to go up after the guys at 205 or go on a diet and go after Jose Aldo. It doesn't matter. If you got the belt, I'm coming after you. The loss turned many in his favor, even after his failed drug test. And while he would always remain controversial throughout his career, that night won him a huge fan base that stuck to the end. Number one, Rory McDonald's loss to Robbie Lawler. It only takes a single fight to define your legacy. Whatever the perception of Rory McDonald was before UFC 189, that he was a bit of an odd guy who was super talented, but maybe lacked that finishing killer instinct, all of that went out the window because he will forever be known for and remembered by what took place on July 11th, 2015. In what many consider to be the greatest fight in MMA history, Rory Mack rematched then-welterweight champion Robbie Lawler in a bout that was violence personified. The two men absolutely wrecked each other in this back-and-forth battle, it was the kind of fight that changes someone forever. Going into the fifth and following their iconic post-round stare-down, this was to be McDonald's crowning moment, his coronation. As his coach told him, five minutes and you win. He was up on the scorecards. All he had to do was survive. But it was too much. He couldn't take any more punishment. He had given everything he had to give. His face was literally broken. And so the challenger finally succumbed to his injuries, lying on the mat in a bloody heap, desperately trying to balance himself just to even sit. Rory gave everything he had in that fight and the physical price he paid for it. It leads to a level of respect with fans that you just can't get in other sports. And he is now forever a legend in the eyes of many simply for the performance he gave in what was also the most devastating loss of his career, which is why he earned our top honors today. Huge shout out to the pride of the West Midlands, Tom Moore, for putting his editing sorcery to work on this video. Follow him on Twitter at TomMJMoore. A big, big thank you to Ben Rosette, who provided that sweet tune you heard in the intro. Check out his music by clicking the link in the description and go give him a follow on his Instagram and Twitter page at Ben Rosette. Thanks for watching. Please give us a like and subscribe. We've got three new videos or more for you every single week. Let us know what you thought of the video in the comments below. Follow On Point MMA on Twitter and have yourself a wonderful day.